1: The loss. It's time to take one, 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 one giant, giant step, step, As we take this on Friday morning, October the 13th, Daniel Jones is not officially ruled out. However, not practicing in back to back days. Uh, honestly, you could crush me on any podcast or after listening to this if he decides to play. I can't imagine he will. Andrew Thomas is still not practicing. Saquon Barkley is practicing and ramping up, but beat reporters have speculated as late as Thursday night that they wouldn't be shocked again if he misses this game, meaning it's Terod Taylor time. So let's just start with this on the Daniel Jones injury front, Bryce. That neck injury, hearing that it's you know it's different than the one two years ago. Well, it clearly is because the one two years ago, he actually did practice in non-contact situations, just didn't end up playing in the games. Um, I personally think regardless long-term, short-term. Daniel Jones shouldn't step foot on a football field again until Andrew Thomas is ready to play.
2: Yeah, and you can't play him against the Bills. Absolutely, one of the top defenses in the league. If you throw him out there, you're absolutely jeopardizing every single bit of that $40 million that he's owed the next two years. I just don't see the upside in playing a guy who's clearly hurt against the top defense or one of the top three defenses in the league. That's going to absolutely dismantle The Giants, especially, as you said, without Andrew Thomas. Andrew Thomas needs to be in if Daniel Jones is going to be in. And if he's 50%, if he's 60%, 70%, he needs to be 100%, I think, before you throw him out there. Again, this is one of the top defenses in the league. They would be absolutely insane. Insane if they throw him out there against the Buffalo Bills in a primetime game. What is Daniel Jones? He's 0-12?
1: Well, one and 11 and 11. Okay. 1- don't, I don't, think actually 1-12 1-12 now. He was awful versus Seattle. I get it. A he's lot awful of these in prime- every primetime game. That's not every true. Okay. Let's say been a years on Thursday night. Darius Slayton drops a big pass. Evan Ingram versus the Eagles. A few years ago. On Thursday night. He's made plays in these games to win primetime games, but not, not a few weeks ago, but the bottom line is this. Regardless, he will stack up another loss in this spot. Um, I was high on Daniel Jones last year, 15th in passing yards. I know everybody points to the 15 touchdown passes and politely ignores the seven runs. He still had 22 total touchdowns, didn't play the final game of the season. Uh, Clearly, I thought with an increase in weapons, where has Jalen Hyatt been? You add Darren Waller. I thought this would be, a better version of Daniel Jones. He hasn't taken that next step. Now, I believe he hasn't taken that next step because he's absolutely being pummeled and taken a beating. I think those things go hand in hand. You can rise above it. He has not been able to rise above it. Uh, I believe that the Andrew Thomas injury more than anything else spiraled and snowballed this thing because on a bad unit, he is an elite player that the team cannot afford to lose. But now as we sit here, uh, Bryce, I got to be honest with you. You talk about not, not running him out there this week. I know they gave him the contract. You know, we really get at a crossroads and and we're going to tackle these next couple of weeks as they come Washington, the Jets, the Raiders, which sorry, Jet fans, close years, all three of those games are winnable if guys are back. But I don't know, man. I, it's not even an anti-Jones the player thing. I really am starting to get more on board with the idea of getting in the top five and taking a quarterback just for... You got a guy with a neck injury, two out of three years, at twenty six years old. How can I trust he's going to be healthy year in and year out?
2: That's just not the New York way, though. And I was talking to one of my friends about this the other day. When was the last team, a New York team, actually tanked correctly? What happens is, is they start Literally. off terrible. In, in, in this, in in this case, listen, in, in this case, one and four with the Giants, and they have a chance to get a top five quarterback, one one of the top three quarterbacks in the draft with the top five pick. And that's just not the thing that's going to happen. The Giants are going to go The Giants are going to win seven games. They're going to put themselves in the middle of the pack of the draft. They're not going to get a great player because we've seen two straight drafts. Well, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, make a comment on this past draft, but in the 2021, uh, the 2022 draft drafting, obviously, you know, Evan Neal and Kayvon, Evan Neal is one of the worst tackles to ever play football. So you can't really trust this team. With a middle round, a middle middle of the first round pick right now, but that's realistically what's going to happen because, as you said, there are a bunch of winnable games ahead for the Giants. So I think that that would be the smart thing to do to hold Daniel Jones out until he's 100%. Lose potentially the next three or four games. That's just not what's going to happen. You know that. You know better. I, they well, can potentially beat the Jets. They can potentially beat the Raiders. Like th- this is what's going to happen. They're just not going to end up with a top they ha- because they're going to look somewhat competent
1: they had that year where they said, I'm forgetting the season. It was with, it was an Eli year where they started. zero and six. And I remember going, uh, the first win they had was versus Josh Freeman on Monday night football. Giants bad in prime time. Again, uh, and they rattled off four straight wins and the NFC's ended up coming back to the pack and being bad. And they played the Dallas Cowboys at four and six with a chance to either tie them or pull a game back and get into like a playoff position that early after starting own and six and they lost the game. Cowboys rallied late and the season kind of fell apart. But Yes, we've been through these giant seasons where they rally, but I, man, I don't know this Andrew Thomas injury, how he's not even practicing. I just don't know when the horses come together for this team to win games. And I think that we will have our answer pretty quickly, Bryce. I know what you're saying because I've looked at the schedule too. But I really think that this three-game stretch after what's going to happen with this Bills game will tell a a long way here. Like if they win a couple games, sure, then they're probably not going to be in that top five or whatever. But I just think that when you think about Daniel Jones himself, I am a Daniel Jones stan. I'm a Daniel Jones believer. I have been. But uh, whether you want to fight about whether he's good or not, I don't think you could fight about this injury thing. Like, I I do think that Joe Shane has to have the honest assessment of he's been banged up with lower leg injuries. Two out of three years, a neck injury. And when he's making comments this week about, you know, oh, if I get hit the wrong way, this, that, the other. I mean, ideally, if he's a really good franchise coder, we're talking about, forget this immediate contract, the next 10 years of Daniel Jones. yeah, How often... Are you going to be having a high draft pick if on his good, healthy years, you're a 9-win team, you're a 10-win team, things come together? Man, if this thing does spiral, I almost think they're left with no choice but to strike on a quarterback.
2: Yeah, again, like it's not totally his fault, but he is at fault for a lot. In this yeah. offense, and how with the health man,
1: forget him being at fault. It's the trust of trusting your quarterback to be healthy. Of course, I understand
2: that, but you're throwing him out there with one of the worst offensive lines in the league. He gets hit. He's a running quarterback, he's a mobile quarterback. He takes rough hits in every single game. You watch every game, you watch every second of every game. Sometimes you watch it twice or three times. You yeah. know how hard Daniel Jones of gets course. hit. And he always gets right back up. He's a tough he's guy. Tough. He's you know, very he's a tough, tough guy. He gets hit he always pops right back up. Most of the time, listen, obviously you have know, this 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 neck injury aside, he pops right back up, everything's fine. They get him, you know, for the, for the next play. They don't even have to take him out. This guy can't fully be blamed for all of these injury problems because he doesn't have a serviceable off forget forget good offensive line. A serviceable right. offensive line. Last week, every 5 5 of those guys on the offensive line were bottom 5. In yeah. all of PF rankings, do you know who's the only person who Evan ranked Neal? worse? You no, know, you know who's the only person who ranked worse than Evan Neal? I don't. Is Zito or is Zito? Uh, is Zudu? So, he is Or however yeah, Brad? But, but, but out, see, dude,
1: they used the top hundred pick on Josh Azudu as a guard out of North Carolina. He's being asked to do something at left tackle, and he he's not he's not a left tackle. It's not his fault, and that's what I mean. This Thomas injury has now screwed left tackle. Azuda would be an upgrade at guard over Marcus McKeithan. Ben Bredesen. Now stinks at center is pretty good at guard has had to slide over because of the JMS injury. And Evan Neal is still basically a bag of turds. Essentially. Um, I will also say this. We don't know where it stands on Friday and they're clearly going to have to elevate Tommy DeVito off the practice squad to back up to Rod Taylor and they get those two practice squad elevations.
2: Don't, don't get me started about Tommy DeVito. If we have to put Tommy DeVito. As a um, Syracuse well, guy, he was a bum. I'm sorry. Oh, listen. You guys, you guys, whatever you saw in the preseason. Oh, he looked, oh, he looked solid. But I watched two years of him in Syracuse. He was terrible. He no, was I'm awful. Not, look.
1: I'm not going to go to you. Illinois.
2: He got ran out of Syracuse. He got ran out of one of the worst power five programs. He went to Illinois. He right. was actually solid there.
1: So. I'm not telling you to be excited about Tommy. I'm telling you the reality is they're going to have to have dress a backup quarterback. But <laughs> because of that, the two elevations, Justin Pugh's got to be one. I'm sorry. You signed him two weeks ago to the practice squad now. We are at the depths of hell on the offensive line. He's meeting the media, it seems like, every day, because he's a good leader and everything. I got to see Justin Pugh in one of these guard spots somewhere. maybe, And play him at right guard next to uh, Evan Neal. Remember, Pugh played a lot of right tackle early in his career, too. Ironically, another Syracuse guy to help out Evan Neal. They have to do something like that. to change. You can't have Jalen Mayfield, Jalen Thomas, all these you know undrafted rookies playing. Uh, I don't know. And by the way, Buffalo is still going to get after him. They don't have Matt Milano in this game. Uh, they don't have Daquan Jones. So I can't believe it. I'm just, ga- I'm grasping at anything. By the way, you mentioned Tommy DeVito real quickly. And before I get to some of these injury things with Brian Dable, we have now seen twice in his two years with the giants outside of like coming in at the two minute warning, uh significant snap play by Terod Taylor last week versus Miami, Okay, and last year versus the Chicago Bears in both of those games behind this offensive line to Taylor has gotten hurt. He got the concussion versus the Bears. And then last year, last week with the wind knocked out of him, Um, I almost feel for to Taylor. He's going to have to be running all over the place and hopefully his confidence won't be shaken early. I mean, how do you even trust that he comes out of this game healthy? The two times I've seen him behind the offensive line, he hasn't. You could put any quarterback in the
2: league behind this offensive line. And within one to two games, they're gonna get shaken up. They're gonna get injured in some in some way. You can't trust anyone to go out there and play a solid game behind this offensive line. And you can't trust any of these guys to go out there and not get hurt. And as you said, to Rod Taylor, two games he's played. He's already been injured. There's right. it's it's the most it's the craziest thing ever that we're still talking about the offensive line. That for eight years, for for, for seven to eight years, this has been the Giants Achilles heel. This has been the one thing that every single general manager has said we are going to fix. We're going to do it no matter what, no matter what we need to do, how many assets, how many, you know, how how many trades we need to make, how many draft picks that we need to to devote towards the offensive line. And we're still talking about it. And this offensive line is the worst offensive line, the worst worst iteration of offensive lines that we're talking about. And that was a problem five, six, seven, eight years ago.
1: All the it's incredible
2: it's incredible that, that we're still N- discussing now, this right now
1: now i do have to say it doesn't really matter right now again andrew thomas we know is elite i liked what i've seen from john michael Schmitz, who unfortunately got hurt i do think that there's a potential that they've at least shored up two of these positions but they both are out right now with injury and, and that does and, and make, bredesen too and bredesen, and bredesen too, too. Guard. like in theory The starters. Now Evan Neal is still a really big problem at right tackle. In theory, the starters aren't as bad as the means of where we are right now due to
0: injury.